Good morning, DJ and PK. It's 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. Today is Pac-12 Media Day. PK, Jake Scott, they will be at Pac-12 Media Day interviewing coaches, interviewing players, getting you geared up. There'll be a poll out. Where are the Utes going to be picked in the preseason poll? To me, it's pretty clear they're going to be picked second, and and I'm fine with that. There's a bunch of question marks. I don't think you can know it for sure. It's a prediction. Predictions are what they are. It makes sense the way they played last year. There's a little mini season. It doesn't tell you much, but they were breaking in so many new players, and they got better very quickly. You know, they lost two games at the start. Gave one away at Washington, played USC when USC already had games under the belt and the Utes didn't. So wasn't exactly a fair fight there. And the quarterbacking was never very good. Now, I think this year, <clears throat> as much as a lot of Ute fans like to see him pick first, and I get that, and maybe they'll finish first, it's still a question of, you know, how is this offense going to come together? New quarterback transferring in, new running backs transferring in, Wide receivers transferring out. Uh, there's just a lot of question marks at the skill positions. Maybe ASU and UCLA will be good. Uh, you know, UCLA ought to be good at some point, right? I mean, Chip's had some time to get his guys in there and improve, but we really haven't seen a sign of it, and I just don't think people trust him. And Arizona State should be good. They're lined up to be good, but got a lot of distractions, got a tight end coach who's already on administrative leave. He's had to step away. Are there going to be more coaches disappearing over the course of this season? How's this going to play out? I think it's going to be USC 1, Utah 2, ASU 3, UCLA 4. Colorado 5 and Arizona 6. Colorado showed a little something last year. Arizona with a new staff. I, I think it's pretty clear cut. The North, probably a little more confusing. Uh, people go back and forth on the order of Oregon and Washington. Uh, maybe going back and forth on the order of Cal and Stanford. And then I think Wazoo and Oregon State at the bottom. Um, so, what do you think? You can hit us up on our Facebook page or uh, David uh, DJ and PK or on Twitter at David DJ James. We'll get to more on this coming up later in the show. <clears throat> Read a lot of stories about where college football goes from here. <clears throat> Oklahoma and Texas are making the move to the SEC. What's the next move? I think that the Pac-12's issue here, and it's probably not an issue for USC, Oregon, and Washington. They're just going to, or maybe UCLA. They'll just, well, no, USC, Oregon, and Washington. UCLA will do whatever USC does, I think. Um, the Big Ten's not going to want to fall too far behind the SEC. Who are they going to poach? Are they going to, I don't think they're going to get SEC schools. Uh, I don't think there's that much in the Big the Big 12 that interests them, are they going to pull ACC schools? Are they going to try and create some kind of Western division with the Pac-12? And I think that's something some, some Pac-12 schools ought to fear. Uh, talking to people yesterday, um, they think the Pac-12 needs to be aggressive. I don't think any of the incremental moves that you can talk about, all the schools in the West that have been talked about, the Big 12 schools that now might be available, I think they're incremental moves. And the gap's getting too big. Will they help you close the gap a little bit in the short run, but the gap will keep widening and you'll still have a problem down the line. There may be nothing that the Pac-12 can do. <clears throat> Ultimately, as we head to two or three Super Leagues here, maybe the best of the Pac-12 will get picked off and they'll just be a Western division of the Big Ten or something like that. But I think under the theory of hold your enemies close, hold your friends close and hold your enemies closer, I almost butchered that, uh, 
Pac-12 needs to revive that scheduling deal with the Big 12, with the uh, Big Ten, uh, and then the two conferences need to take their TV rights to the networks together. They won't get exactly the same money, but it will help leverage. It'll help reduce the supply. I don't think they'll be get hit, be getting hit up uh, for any antitrust or anything with the SEC out there and so big. I think that protects them. Like Monopoly. Pfft. Even combined, we're not the biggest dog on the block. So I think they've got that going for them, and I did run that by somebody yesterday, and they think that is something to look at too. Guarantee the in the TV deal, not only do you get the Big Ten games and the Pac-12 games, but you also get, um, and they'll have to settle on a number, uh, at least 10, uh, maybe 15 to 20 games between the two conferences, which means you might have some Big Ten teams playing night games on the West Coast early in the season, and that scheduling could be worked out. Now, they almost did this a few years ago, and then it got scuttled at the last second, although Utah did play Michigan. They got a home-and-home out of the deal, so there was that. They won both games, so that was a positive. Uh, And and it won't be the same for everybody in the conference. It'll be limited by the fact that the Pac-12 has 12 teams, and the Big Ten has 14, so everybody in that conference won't get to play 14 games. And I don't know that Stanford and USC are going to want to play Big Ten teams twice. I think that the Pac-12 has to go to eight league games. I don't think anybody likes it, but I think it's what they have to go to. Eight league games and then two Power Five games, mostly against the Big Ten. Obviously, Notre Dame and USC will want to play – excuse me, Stanford and USC will want to play Notre Dame. And maybe there will be a few carve-outs to set up a couple SEC games – so, you know, you can see something there, but I think I think 15 to 20 games. And I think go to market and essentially turn yourself into one conference even though you're not. Now, will that slow down the Big Ten's insatiable appetite or will it stop it? I don't know, but I think it's the best move the Pac-12 has. So we'll get into that later in the show. Going to take a break right now. Coming up, Ryan Abraham, uscfootball.com. We will get to him. Stay with us. It's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Take the zone with you wherever you go. Let's go. Download the all-new Zone Sports Network app on your phone and get live streaming of the zone as well as podcast editions of every show. From Salt Lake to Shanghai, Provo to Portugal, or Ogden to Oslo, wherever you go, we'll tag along. Let's go. Download the new Zone app by searching Zone Sports Network wherever you shop for apps. It's the Zone Sports Network app. From 97.5, 1280, The Zone, and The Zone Sports Network. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280, The Zone. Pac-12 Media today, uscfootball.com. Ryan Abraham, the founder, uh, joined us yesterday in the show, right in the middle of the show. The news broke about Oklahoma and Texas uh, grant of rights. And at the end of the show, or at the end of the segment with him, I even asked him about, you know, Hawaii and just make them one of the late-night games and expand the league and you want to recruit Hawaii. But in 24 hours, I've totally changed my mind. All the incremental stuff, I, I just don't think it's going to pay off. I don't think it's enough. The gap is growing too big too quickly. And I think if they don't do something big, there's going to be trouble. The SEC came calling for the Big 12. Will the Big 10 come calling for the Pac-12? All right, here's Ryan Abraham. Right now, it's time to welcome in Ryan Abraham, uscfootball.com, host of the podcast of Champions and a frequent guest here on the show during the college football season or whenever college football starts making news. And right now, well, it's both things. Here comes Media Day. And here comes another round of realignment speculation. Ryan, good morning. 
Good morning. Yeah, it's uh, sort of a weird off season with the summer and all that stuff. Now it's just uh, we're hitting the ground running uh, with Pac-12 Media Day tomorrow and all this Texas and Oklahoma news is going, changing the whole sport. So Oklahoma and Texas, what have you heard in Los Angeles? How does this reverberate? What do you know? Yeah, it's funny because you know you were looking forward to uh, the new leadership in the Pac-12, George Glayovkov coming in, Larry Scott uh, going out, and you know want to make as big of a splash as you can. There's the media rights deal coming up in a couple of years and all that, and this is just news that can dwarf anything that the Pac-12 is going to do. Um, I mean, we should find out probably today or tomorrow that Texas, Oklahoma, sending in this letter and uh, you know expressing their interest in leaving the conference. And, you know, looks like it's going to be the SEC, but I think it just puts the Pac-12 on notice that uh, it's it's good in one aspect that one of your rivals, the the Big 12, will be gutted, and and you're going to move up the hierarchy no matter what. The Big 12 actually gets a pretty good payday for each of their schools, but what are you going to do to try to compete uh, in this new landscape? So it's it's definitely changed the game, and it's not going to make it easy for George Klavkov to try to uh, put his stamp on the West Coast uh, football. There's there's some advantages, but there's going to be some disadvantages. Uh, the good thing, though, is that the Big 12 won't be as a threat anymore. It looks like that league's probably going to dissolve, and maybe there's some pieces there that the Pac-12 can pick up. So two things jump out at me right away. It's always two things. It's never one or three with me. It's always two. <clears throat> there's probably three things that should jump out at me, but my brain can't handle that. Just can't do it. I'm limited. <sighs> the first thing is that... Well, to your point, what pieces do they want to pick up, right? Well, the pieces they wanted, the pieces they wanted a decade ago when they took Colorado and Utah, they wanted Oklahoma and Texas. They're the biggest brand names. They bring the most value, and now they can't have those. The pieces they were willing to accept to get Oklahoma and Texas, which have some value, but not enormous value, Oklahoma State football has had a lot of success. They've poured a lot of resources into the program, even when they have coaches change going forward. You know, I can see Oklahoma State being good. Texas Tech, I suppose. Uh, man, I just don't see Baylor. I'm not sure I see TCU. I really don't see Baylor. Uh, Kansas and Kansas State, Iowa State, West Virginia's too far away. I don't see four teams to add to get to 16. Maybe I see two, but I just don't know that they have the academic profile outside of Kansas that the league wants, and Kansas is probably going to try and cut a deal with the Big Ten. So it's not clear to me that there's anything obvious there, but to your other point, with the Big 12 gutted, now you've got three networks bidding for four leagues, and Disney, the ABC-ESPN combo, already has the SEC and the ACC locked up. So the pressure for CBS and Fox, if you're going to be in college football, you got to cut a deal with the Big Ten or you got to cut a deal with the Pac-12. Historically, obviously, Fox has had its fingers in different ways, but they've, they've cut deals with both schools. CBS, are they going to want in after losing that SEC game? I think so. I think the Pac-12 is worth more money just because of supply and demand. Yeah, I think the ESPN has made it clear what they're going after. College football playoff. The SEC, you know, the ACC, and they got a great deal there. That's a pretty bad TV contract, just like the Pac-12 signed uh, years ago. But that might be a good opportunity, like you said, for the Pac-12 with either CBS or Fox. Um, you just hope that those, those networks aren't going to de-emphasize things if ESPN has a monopoly on the best conference. And, you know, basically they have March Madness and, you know, the back in the day, the Big East and the ACC, are they all that stuff. Um, will the others? Will it matter if you have some of the other leagues? I think it will. I think CBS and, and Fox are still going to be playing heavily in that space, and it could be good 
for the Pac-12 now that you know the Big 12 wouldn't be a factor. I think the you know there's only a couple of AAU schools in the Big 12. Uh, maybe it's an Oklahoma State and a Texas Tech that that makes sense to to come over, or maybe it's better just to stay at 12. You don't want to add um, schools just for the sake of, of adding them if it's not going to bring value. And who knows? Maybe you know football drives this bus. Is there going to be football? Uh, only deals that are done where maybe you know you you know the water polo teams aren't going to have to go to Lubbock or whatever, but you could you know have football relationships with those in the Pac-12. So I, I think for George Klyakov, everything has to be on the table. What's going to maximize uh, your exposure, revenue, t- you know, for future TV deals, all of that for the Pac-12, and that's what you have to do. Not just expanding for the sake of expanding, because you're right. There's not obvious fits. It'd be awesome to get Oklahoma or Texas. I mean, that's what. Uh, Larry, you know, Larry Scott tried, and you end up getting Colorado. So it was basically a paper cut to the, the Big Twelve. Now this is, uh, you know, you've cut the, you know, femur artery, and there, there's no way that the conference can survive without the two biggest brands. So there's, there's going to be schools there, and you maybe get them on the cheap because they're, they're going to be desperate. I mean, that TV deal, I think they're making like 38 million a year, and it's probably going to get half of that without Oklahoma and Texas. So it's. It's going to be it's crazy right now. The college football landscape is going to be changing dramatically, and it'll be interesting to hear what George Klyovkov has to say uh, tomorrow at Pac-12 Media Day. Dr. Ryan Abraham performing surgery. Metaphors and similes, that's where it's at. Good work, Ryan. You nailed it. <laughs> so USC, we've heard this stuff about independence. Is there anything to that, or is that just uh, positioning and posing, And but they're not really going to do it? So I think similar to what George Klyovkov came in, and Larry Scott screwed up a lot of stuff, right? And I think when you heard him speak, he was addressing a lot of the problems and things that Larry Scott didn't do. I think Mike Bone did the exact same thing. They've had just incompetent leadership with former football players running the athletic department. And he, you know, he came on my podcast last year, and uh, I asked him that question. He said everything's on the table. It sort of reverberated through the, you know, the sports world. Um, but you know, recently he's come back and said, hey, he's, he's happy with the Pac-12. Um, I feel like, you know, at this point, they, you know, they know they have power, especially seeing Texas and Oklahoma leave. If you're the biggest brand at the conference, it's clear the conference needs you more than you need the conference. It's just that way. Will, it, you know, will they be a, a bigger voice at the table? Will they have a bigger share of the pie? I think it just gives USC more options within the Pac-12. But there's also going to be suitors, you know, like there's been reports out there, you know, if, you know, the other conferences like the Big Ten or whatever could come in and try to get some of the bigger brands in the conference, too. So I think it gives USC some semblance of power. But from, you know, everything we've heard, it sounds like they're, you know, want to go along with the Pac-12 and but have a, a larger voice in, in what, you know, what could happen. So I think George Klyovkov has to keep uh, your, you know, the bigger brands happy. I, I know before Larry Scott was just more about parity. It didn't matter if you put Washington or Oregon or USC in a competitive disadvantage. You just wanted everyone to be happy. I don't think that's going to be the case with George Klayakov. You got to keep the big brands happy. And I think they have to all work together to try to make the Pac-12 as strong as possible. And, and it's better for everyone if they're able to do that. But I think the days of parity and Oregon State's the same as UCLA. I think those days are over now. So turning to the actual football competition that is in front of us, the first taste of that is the preseason poll. Rank the six in the South for us. Ooh, 
good one. Um, so the the funny thing is Arizona State is such a wild card right now. They you know their tight ends coach was put on paid administrative mm-hmm. leave. Will any shoes drop between now and then? I th- I think USC, Utah, and Arizona State are going to be the three favorites in the South. Utah adding the transfers and stuff. I think I still think it's going to be USC um, at the top, and I'm probably going to go Utah two and Arizona State. Three uh, UCLA's, you know, they're the dark horse to me. I think they're they're knocking on the door, and uh, I, I like what Jedfish is doing. But I have to go Colorado uh, fifth, and then and and Jedfish and the and the Wildcats sixth, just because it's going to take them a little bit of time. And they're on a twelve game losing streak. It's not like he was coming in and uh, on fire or anything. So I think just Carl Durrell had one year. Uh, this is Jedfish's first first go at it. He has an advantage that he did have an off season where Carl Durrell didn't, but. I think that's kind of the order of way things are going to come down. But Arizona State could win the whole thing, or they could lose their head coach and and be completely out of it. So that's the that's the big wild card factor for me because I think they could be they're a really talented team. Uh, there's just so much uh, uncertainty going on around that program right now. And in the north, I still like Oregon. Um, you know that I, I I feel like they've almost separated themselves a little bit. I, Washington should be there, but I, there's something with Jimmy Lake. There. I'm, I'm just not sure yet, but I think I'll go Washington uh, to there. Uh, I like what Cal's doing. Um, so I think, you know, they got Chase Garber's back, so I'll go Cal uh, at number three. Then it gets a little, you know, I'm not sure where they're going to go from there. I think, you know, Washington State uh, has some opportunities there. That Oregon State fifth and Stanford, I, it, it kills me to do this because every time I count David Shaw out, uh, they come back and they, they have a great year. And they, you know they went four two last year, but I just feel like this, it's just not the, the wheels are coming off that train and, or that bus or whatever. And uh, I think they're going to finish last in the in the North. I'm probably an idiot for saying that, but I'm, that's where I think Stanford's going to end up. You want to explain to people in Utah about this USC Stanford rivalry and what Stanford would think of a USC guy picking Stanford sixth? <laughs> Oh yeah, they would hate that. Well, you know, they they have like twelve fans total, so it's not like there. I wouldn't get a whole lot of emails or phone calls or anything. But now there, it's funny. We do the conference, uh, the, the podcast of champions, and the Stanford fans are great, super smart. They're knowledgeable. There's just not that that many of them, and they get on us. You know, uh, we we thought they would be bad last year. They didn't even practice. They couldn't practice at home. <laughs> you know, and and they come out and they they win a bunch of games. It's just for me, just what David Shaw's done. They're just not recruiting at the same level. It seems like you know they're they're getting a lot of guys transferring out of the program. Something just doesn't seem right. I don't think they're ever going to get rid of David Shaw. He's going to have to leave and go to the NFL Network or something when he wants to. But yeah, for me, me picking them last, I'm going to get a lot of flack for that. <laughs> okay, so I just asked you about the divisions, but I have a theory here: the 12 team playoff. I know it's not official, but it feels like it's coming. And if indeed it happens then I think the divisions are done. And I think whether it's one 12-team uh, table or if they expand, you know, it's just 13, 14, 15, 16, wherever this thing goes. It ought to go to an even number, obviously. Uh, yeah. It'll just be one list. Because in the divisions, you risk an 8-4, and 9-3 and three team winning a division and then 25th ranked and winning the conference in one game and upsetting some team that's ranked 8th or 6th or 4th or whatever and knocking them down to 13th and knocking them out of the playoff. And the 25th team yeah. not rising up and getting there. So I think 
even though it looks like the Big 12 is on the verge of dissolving here, what will live on if it happens there is that the Big 12's championship game just matched the top two teams. I think that's where the Pac-12 has to go so that they don't have a team that, in terms of the playoff, is nothing, knocking out a team that is something. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. And, and the good thing is, you know, I don't know if Larry Scott would have wanted to do that, but, you know, because, oh, we want to be able to win your division. And, uh, hey, Colorado won the division, and it's great. But I think George Klyovkov knows you have to do whatever you need to do to maximize your playoff chances. And in a world where it's a 12-team playoff, divisions don't make sense. It was a few years ago at UCLA with 6-6 six and six in a championship game. They upset the North winner, and, man, you got you got a lot of problems there. So, yes, I agree with you. I feel like this is a situation that you have to be nimble. You have to adjust. If someone's mad because you're getting rid of the division, it's too bad. Like, this is what you have to do to try to get the most teams and protect your teams from uh, getting eliminated from the, the college football playoff. So, exactly what you said, the way you describe it, you can't have that kind of situation. The days of putting your best teams at a competitive disadvantage – are over. You can't do that. Um, you've seen the. You know, it didn't work in the SEC. If anything was going to get in Alabama's way, the SEC would make sure. Hey, we're not going to do this out of our way to make Alabama uh, go through a, hard, a tougher road. You know, and I don't feel you can do that. If, if there's a chance that Oregon gets upset and don't make the playoff, you can't. You can't do that. So I think the divisions will go away as soon as we know about the, the playoff. So it. I mean, this could take a while. This could take a couple of years. We might see this in the next year or so. Uh, with the new playoff, with a bigger SEC. It just depends. All these TV contracts, you know, they're, they're not over for a while, but it's probably in everyone's best interest to get these things uh, going faster. So I, this is an interesting time, I call it, football for sure. So we just have to kind of hold on and see what happens. we got two things happening right now, even as you speak, Ryan. One, I have a listener who is a Stanford fan reaching out to me with, I need this guy to go. Classic USC guy. <laughs> <laughs> so there's 12 Stanford fans in Northern California and one in Utah. And one in Utah right. is lighting you up. It was so predictable. When I heard you, having lived in California, when you said that, I thought, yeah, that's just USC Stanford. That's, that's going to happen right there. All right, the second thing is more serious. Yak, what did you just see? Who did you see it from? Bring Ryan up to speed while he's yakking with us. Well, it's a joint statement coming in from both Texas and the University of Oklahoma, saying that the University of Oklahoma and the University of Texas at Austin have notified the Big 12 Athletic Conference today they will not be renewing their grants of media rights following the expiration in 2025. You know what Vince Scully used to say, Ryan? To the track, to the wall, gone! Yeah, wow. So this is, uh, I mean, not this is happening. Expected, obviously, we thought it would come today but this is a you know that's four years right i mean is that going to happen are you going to let texas and oklahoma wither on the vine well they won't be withering the the conference will be and you know i don't think this is going to happen it's either going to be the big 12 dissolves and they can walk away or those two teams have to figure out a way to pay 75 i think it's like 75 million dollars each to get out um, so now we're on the clock. We know that they're going to go. Uh, now they can officially go, hello, SEC, we'd be interested in joining you. And uh, what happens? I mean, the SEC could probably pay or everyone could kind of put it together. But this is uh, the timing now becomes when are they going to leave? And then obviously what happens? There's just going to be, I mean, is it ashes left for the Big 12? There's just no way. So those schools are going to be scrambling to try to do something. Um, and uh, obviously, we're going to hear something soon about the SEC in Texas and Oklahoma. Man, 
It's, a, it's, a, it's not an unexpected bomb drop, but man, it's a bomb. It just feels like, uh, to go with all the, the analogies, the metaphors, and the similes here, uh, the divorce is going to happen. Everybody's calling their lawyers, and you can leave, but I'm getting the house. Who gets the money? Who gets the TV contract? <laughs> that's, that's where this is right now. If they're sending a letter, then it is on, and anything can be negotiated. And the price is money. And that's yeah. that's where it is. Forget all the collegiality, blah blah blah. Right now, this is this is all about the cash. Well, what are they paying to get out, and what do they have to leave behind? And the other eight have yeah. got to just. Here's the thing, you, and you said this earlier. You can't add teams just to add teams. No league can do that. Now, maybe West Virginia can be team 15. I think the ACC will always hold a spot for Notre Dame at 16. So West Virginia will make calls. West Virginia, Kansas, and Iowa State would all be crazy not to call the Big Ten. Everybody everybody else is calling the (laughs) Pac-12. So the Pac-12's got to decide what they want. And is it going to come down to, you're right, the TV contract could shrink by 50%, give or take a little bit. BYU, Houston, Memphis, Cincinnati, we know the schools they flirted with before. Do they add those four now and try to go on because nobody wants them? And do those schools want to jump in that boat thing and, well, is that boat going to come apart? Yeah, there's so many options on the table. Unfortunately for the Pac-12, they're not great ones. Um, At least on paper, we're not seeing anything that's great. And maybe George Klyovkov comes up with some crazy idea that we never even thought of and uh, makes the conference a lot of money but there's you're going to have to be nimble and you're going to have to be I mean this is huge news happening the day before Pac-12 media day and you know the good thing is it's not the Pac-12 getting gutted it's it's the Big 12 but you still are you know the, the 800 pound gorilla just you know put some weight, ate a few more cheeseburgers and it's going to be even bigger now so you got to compete against that and uh, I think the Pac-12 has some options uh, but we just don't see the great ones yet so that's like you know, George Klyovkov gets paid the big bucks. He's got to come up with something special here to uh, really help his conference. Ryan, I have these random thoughts, and 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 Yach knows this, and he's going to giggle because I'm going to throw out one that I've hit him with at ten uh, ten after the show when we've been doing this. He's covering his face. Yach, what am I going to say right now? We haven't talked about this. I've got about three that I can think of right off the top of my head, but I'm only going to embarrass myself with one of them on the air. Which one is it going to be? <laughs> Come on, Yach. You don't want to guess? No. Name a school. Fun. I'm not even going to guess. Oh, Yach. All right. So if you bring in four teams from the Midwest, and I get travel would be an issue and all that, nobody wants to play the night games. The Pac-12 will have value to CBS, Fox, ABC, and ESPN in that fourth window at yeah. Hawaii football only. They've already got the rest of their sports parked in the Big West. I don't know where Oklahoma State and Texas Tech had parked their sports. They probably find something. Hawaii's already done. They'll play the late games. You can build them up over time. And there's a lot of athletes in Hawaii. <laughs> there's a lot of athletes. It might give you an advantage in recruiting. Or maybe not, because kids in L.A. are going to Clemson and Alabama. How far out? How far out is that? I mean, is that just uh, like way wrong. out there by Pluto and can't even be considered? <laughs> yeah, Pluto's not even playing anymore, right? Or is it? It's know, not, and that's back. the thing. Uh, Hawaii might not be a Pac-12 school. I didn't pick <laughs> Neptune on purpose. Yeah, I, I think that would be really tough as far as like just all everything as far as travel and stuff goes. If you're going to be a team that's further west of the Pac-12, 
Um, they, they can't really. They still have to, you know, be a lot of travel for all the other sports. I nope, think you nope, get, not the other sports. The other sports are already in the Big West. You're taking them football only. I'm not that crazy. Just football only. Okay, so similar to what you, you know, maybe do with like Texas Tech. Yeah, the Pac-12's never the Pac-12's never been open to that. I just don't know if they're desperate enough now that they would be open to it. Yeah, it's. Uh, I think that you have to look at that possibility. You have to look at all of them. Um, I don't know. It, it, academically, I don't think all that stuff really adds up. Right. Uh, and it's you know they're playing in a, a stadium that's going to be. I mean. Yeah, they're going to. They're supposed to be building a new one, and they certainly would with Pac-12 money. Right. That would. I would think that would help them uh, get there. And you know, I think Pac-12 recruits Hawaii pretty well. Already, but yeah, that that might be a little bit of a stretch. But you know, who knows? It'd be uh, you got to keep all options on the table. If it works, if you can run the numbers and it works, it's going to work well and help the conference. Then yeah, you can do it. But I, don't know, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't bet on that one happening. Ryan, we appreciate the time. Thanks for coming on, and uh, we'll talk to you again as the season gets closer. Sounds good. Thanks for having me. Here's Ryan Abraham. When we come back, PK and I stay with us. Take the zone with you wherever you go. Let's go. Download the all-new Zone Sports Network app on your phone and get live streaming of the zone as well as podcast editions of every show. From Salt Lake to Shanghai, Provo to Portugal, or Ogden to Oslo, wherever you go, we'll tag along. Let's go. Download the new Zone app by searching Zone Sports Network wherever you shop for apps. It's the Zone Sports Network app. From 97.5, 1280, The Zone, and The Zone Sports Network. PK brought to you in part by Davis Vision. Davis Vision loves teachers. If your teacher needs LASIK, Davis Vision wants to give back. Schedule a free consultation appointment and inquire about additional savings to their summer sale price. Call them today at 801-253-3080. 801-253-3080 or check them out at davisvisionmd.com. Time to welcome in PK checking in. And PK, your mom was right before her time. She beat all the college football recruiters on the SEC story. She was famous for saying, money loves money. And now Oklahoma and Texas send the letter to the Big 12 on the grant of rights. They are preparing to jump to the SEC. Money loves money, and Oklahoma and Texas love the SEC. She was right. Well, uh, also for myself here. I have sent a letter to our organization that I will renew my grant of rights. <laughs> yes. I think that's a good thing for most employees in the U.S. to send, you know. And I love money, bit. too. So <laughs> hopefully there'll be more of it down the line. There you go. I like the way you think. <laughs> yes, it's very important. So you are a pack. Not you're not a pack eight guy because Arizona and Arizona State got into the and made it the pack ten, but Correct. the pack ten that gives you three and a half. No, four going on four and a half decades of equity in the league, and basically that makes you a lifelong fan. So I'm curious. You look at eight of the teams, and you know the game now. Either those eight stick together and bring in two or four more teams, or those eight cut deals and try to jump to other conferences and realistically those eight are going to try and do both things at the same time as a Pac-12 lifer any of those eight excites you 
I don't know if they excite me. I don't know that the Pac-12 needs to expand just because the SEC is, because you're never going to chase down the SEC to begin with. Right. So why go and try to do something that you don't want to do? And if you want to do it, that's an entirely different story. But, I mean, I don't go to Hawaii. I heard you talking to Ryan there. Just because Texas and Oklahoma go in the SEC doesn't mean the Pac-12 need to go to Hawaii just to get some games on at 2 in the morning back east that no one's going to be paying attention to anyway. Uh, so I don't know about that, but you investigate, you investigate everything. Sure. Yeah. The thing that I'm more concerned about from the PAC 12 perspective is not necessarily expanding. I mean, Oklahoma state to me is something that is worthwhile. Then you check out TCU, you check out Texas tech, uh, obviously Kansas basketball is really good. Kansas state football has had a decent program and a lot of different program sports, I should say. So um, you would see that, but mm, you have to, to me, the bigger concern for the Pac-12 is the not from the expansion fallout, but the fallout potentially of other programs saying, hey, wait a second here. I mean, SUSC, do they fall further behind, revenue speaking, as the SEC becomes so dominant? And basically, the SEC is a super league now in terms of having like Kevin Durant join the Warriors. And yep. we know what happened there yeah. when they did that. And so now, do the, does anybody really pay attention or how much attention do they pay beyond Clemson and uh, Ohio State outside of the ACC? And so in that regard, does the Pac-12 fall further behind? And so does SC say, hey, wait a second, does uh, Washington, does Oregon, you know, what are the the power brokers, so to speak, of the Pac-12 do as far as that goes? And what what does the eight remaining of the Big 12 what do they do? Do they because there's been all sorts of talk. It's been out there for a long time now of going and poach the Arizonas. And what what type of deal can they set up? Because if they can strengthen or fortify themselves, does that weaken the Pac-12 even more? So I don't look at it as far as the Pac-12 expanding. I look about uh, maybe uh, reducing teams. And what do these others who have options do if they want to use these options? That's interesting. Reducing teams, invite a couple people to leave the party. That isn't how college sports has worked. But it is also pretty easy to look and say, you know, which teams bring the least value. And thanks for playing. The door's on your right. Yeah, to me, you know, uh, on uh, what was it? Uh, when did it happen? On Thursday when the news came. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I was off that day, although I I was housebound. We were having carpet put in. And so it was a six-hour project. So I couldn't go anywhere. I had to stay there. And so I fired up the satellite and listened to all these national shows, spent all that time and also was preparing for uh, the media day that we're having here and uh, went through every team, did deep, even deeper dives. Uh, I still have Washington State and Oregon State left, but I did deeper dives than I normally do on 10 Pac-12 teams. So listening to just a whole bunch of uh, people, the, the things that they're concerned about from the Pac-12 is not necessarily adding teams, but 
if teams leave. So this, and, and I don't think you can understate this. I think this has the potential to be the greatest, uh, how can I say this, uh, earth-shattering college football news that we've had since, uh, what was it, uh, when did they decide that uh, TV contracts could be divvied up way back when? I think that, you know, that was a big thing. And I think this, yeah, in the 80s, right. And this has the potential to be bigger because this is just two teams potentially two athletic programs potentially moving but i think the fallout is going to be far far greater than simply two teams moving from one conference to another so and i think a lot of people listening agree with that and they can see how any of those other eight teams might be on the move or how those eight teams might be trying to bring in two to four teams but your point is yes yes but expand beyond that you know, and the the Big Ten is the second most valuable league. And they are thinking, how do we keep up with the SEC? And if they really think outside the box, because there was a time when 12, 14, and 16-team leagues were unthinkable. And now they are thinkable. But if they're going to expand and add teams... USC and Oregon are two huge brands. If you wanted four teams, I think USC, UCLA, Oregon, and Washington. So as you listen to all those shows, did they get into specifics? Would it be more? Would it be six or eight teams to have a division out west and make it a massive TV contract? What are they thinking? Uh, yes to basically everything there. I mean, literally everything, as you just said, is on the table. So, yeah, I, they're not necessarily going down uh, road number one, two, or three. They're going down all of them to see what is going on. I mean, this is a crazy time now. This news was just explosive beyond explosive, right? It dominated uh, college sports and will continue to do so. Uh, it, it is so crazy David James Nickeldorf III. You know that song that it never rains in Southern California? It yep. is raining in Southern California as we speak. Well, so they need when that it. happens, <laughs> when that happens, you know that this is a weird, weird world in which we live. So all of those things are out there. And I can't pinpoint A, B, or C because everything is available right now. Because the Big 12, or excuse me, the Big 10 has at least their ballpark being able to keep up with the SEC. You know, I'm not sure the other conferences are now, especially they couldn't right. before, and they're certainly not going to now. You know, if this thing comes to pass and in whichever configuration that it does, and we know they sent the letter this morning, but there's still opportunities for them to stay if they get more money or what have you. But this is the first step. It certainly looks that direction. And we've got a few years, depending. And you told me years ago, I can I was thinking of you the other day. Well, they're not going to get out until 24, 25. Yeah, but everything is negotiable. Right. So, you know, three, four years could be three, four months and they could be playing in 20. What's it? 21. They could be playing in 2022 for all we know. So, yeah, I think all of these athletic pro, uh, conferences are going to have to figure out what's best for them. And then individual schools are going to have to figure out what's best for them. And, you know, we, we wouldn't have thought that it's just a smaller level, the implosion of whack football or the implosion of Big East football. Who's to say that there's not one of these power five conferences that doesn't exist the way we know it in a year from now? Yeah. And the Big 12's at the front of the line. But to your point, it's not crazy to see the Pac-12 remade. And I think the thing it comes down to is supply and demand. Cartels and monopolies 
can make a lot of money. And so I, I read this a long time ago. I think when I read it, and I don't know who to credit for, um, but when I read it, I think we still had six leagues. I don't think the Big East had been, uh, had been devastated by the ACC yet. And they said the TV networks have more of the power because at that point you only had kind of two networks. Fox wasn't maybe really into football at that point. You only had a couple networks that were interested really in jumping into the deep end of the college football pool. Fox may have been dabbling. NBC dabbles with Notre Dame. But you got six leagues and you got two TV networks, so the leagues have to cater to the networks. But the leagues all knew they'd have more power if there were fewer of them. So now we're going to have four power leagues, and if there's some kind of Pac-12, Big Ten merger, restructure, you know, do, do, the, do the eight most valuable Pac-12 brands go with the eight most valuable Big Ten brands and form a 16-team league? Or is it 12 and 6? You know, I mean, you can go to any permutation combination of numbers. But the fewer bidders, the more CBS, Fox, and ABC, ESPN think, well, we got to get this league. I mean, the pressure's on Fox and CBS now. ABC, ESPN's already locked up the SEC and the ACC. So if you're going to make money on the weekends in the fall, you're going to televise football. And if you're going to televise football, you're going to make a deal with the Pac-12 and the Big Ten regardless of whether that deal is good, very good, or great. You're going to have to make it. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I, I think that one of the things that I feel probably the most strong, I don't necessarily know in what type of formula, but I think we're going to see a breakaway. The NCA is being phased out. And that, uh, to me, that's abundantly clear, as we know it anyway, as some rules uh jurisprudence if that makes sense. I don't know. That part's toast. Yeah. yeah they're they're right. here in Emmert's statement last week, they're right. basically here to run championships. And so right. you don't have to break away from them if they just let go and receive you know, you don't have to move out of your parents' house if your parents tell you you don't have a curfew, come and go as you please. Yeah. So with that in mind, I think that there's going to be some tor- some form of breakaway the way we know uh, FBS and FCS and all that stuff. And so I think these these basically these power brokers are going to form their own league and, and d- decide how many teams or co- programs they're going to invite in and you know how they're going to set it up. Is it going to be an American conference and a national conference, basically like mm-hmm. the NFL does? Yeah. You know, I, I think that's where we're going and we're going to get there probably sooner than we anticipated. But I think that's the direction. So if you're a fan of whatever, we'll use Utah and BYU, obviously, as the lead examples, since those are our listeners' schools, that you got to find a way to make sure you're in in whichever manner you can be in. And is it going to be like uh, some of these programs, like uh, in the, uh, I think in the 90s or the 2000s, my favorite band, the Eagles, they basically said, hey, for Henley and Fry, we're the ones driving this, so we're going to get more than you get. And so the one guy sued and all that stuff, and he was kicked out of the band. The other two guys decided to stay, but they don't get as much money. Would there be something along those lines to where, all right, well, I'm Alabama, but I need to play somebody, (laughs) but I'm not going to necessarily share everything. You know, for years and years, BYU carried the whack. And they were getting the same as much same TV money as Wyoming. And we know Boise State uh, cut some individual deal here Mm -hmm. when they – renegotiated with the Mountain West. So what my guess is is going to be something along those lines, too. Even within the haves, there's going to be differences 
in that way. I mean, we're, we're kind of already seeing it. You know, when Nick Saban comes out and says a quarterback who's never started a game has already earned a million dollars through the NIL. Well, there's hardly anybody else who can do that. What he was saying is come one, come all. If you're a big time football player, I mean, that's the point of bringing that up is that he was recruiting as he was saying that, obviously. So I don't know that we're going to see an even division of money, even within the same division, so to speak. And it seems for a long time now that the magic number for college football and big-time programs has been in the mid-60s. That number has moved a little bit as leagues have reorganized. But I think to the point you brought up, it doesn't have to stay there. Everything's negotiable. And what if that number gets dropped down into the 40s or 50s? I mean, the NFL obviously has conquered the country with 32 teams. Right. And college football's got to be looking at those models. And, and again, the NFL, all the networks have to come to the NFL if they want pro football. So the leverage and the power is with them. And that's what I think continues to drive the consolidation that you say is going to keep happening. That's what's going to drive it. The more conferences there are, the more power the networks have. The fewer conferences there are, the more the power goes from Whoever's buying the video rights, because I probably shouldn't say networks anymore. Whoever's yeah, yeah. buying the video rights, and is that going to be you know Amazon or Netflix or Google, whoever? But whoever's buying the rights, there's more power as they drop the number of rights holders. And it looks like with the Big 12, we're going from five to four. I mean, there are other deals out there, and they'll televise the Mountain West, and they'll televise the American. But the heavy hitters to get the overwhelming share of the money are those Power Five now, four leagues. So we're down from six to five to four, and are we going to three? It seems like that's the way to bet in the long run. 2-1 2-1 blast off and also <laughs> I know we got to go here is you've been talking when you just said Ryan Abraham you're talking about putting sports in other leagues or yes. another league no see I don't think that that necessarily needs to happen because they can stay in that league like the WAC lost football but they still had the WAC so you still have the Pac-12 for the other sports right but it's actually the football programs that leave. leave the other sports stay but the football programs leave that makes a lot of sense logically, but emotional PK has to realize, man, those schools that get left behind when schools leave, are they still going to want to be in the league? Maybe they will be. Yeah, but, but see, it wouldn't be emotion. like everybody everybody in the in the in the WAC or Mountain West, I should say, hated BYU when they did what they did, right? Right. Yeah. Uh, they understood TCU and they understood Utah. BYU is like, how dare you? We're never going to play you. We know all that story yeah. that was ten plus years ago. But when there's a bunch of them leave, and it's obvious to do that for the money, I think the feelings, even though they may be frayed a little bit, it's more understandable because who do I hate? If I've got SC, Oregon, Washington, whomever uh, that leave, well, who do I hate more? You know what I mean? Whereas BYU did it by themselves, so they hated them uh, because of who they were. So I think there's there's a potential of drastically different circumstances there. But if, uh, let's say, Oregon State, Washington State, and Arizona were left out, and whoever else, uh, who are they going to play? They want to maintain those associations. You know, assuming basketball doesn't get sucked up into that, I mean, they are going to want to. Uh, so, right. Although maybe you're right. Maybe it's more about hey, you just got to play. The, the tennis teams have to play more locally. This is crazy flying tennis teams from Seattle to Phoenix. What what, what are we doing here? What, what, yeah, I've been saying that for doing? years. Right, and at some point. 
maybe as they sit down and scratch out numbers on the bottom line, somebody decides, hey, if you're in Oregon or Washington, we can find, we can find six, eight, ten schools here and, and stay off airplanes so much. Right. All right, DJ and PK, you know, that would mean less missed class time, too, because this is first and foremost an academic endeavor. Am I right? Am I right? That's what I heard. I've heard that like 30 years ago or 20 years ago, drummed into me every day from October to March. All right. There is PK. And we're going to have more from him at Pac-12 Media Day coming up later today. Stay with us. What is trending? All the headlines are next.